Okay, hey everyone. So today I thought I'd say something, very briefly of course, about the Copernican Revolution and the kind of monumental influence it's had on us. Now, I know that there's nothing much new to tell here, but even still, it seems to me to always be worth it to be reminded of the fundamental intellectual turning point of Western civilization. Okay, well, let's try to give it a shot then. Okay, so what was the consequence of the Copernican Revolution? Well, basically it was that this planet of ours wasn't God's creation, but rather it was a a tiny satellite of a minor sun, and all of it in some remote corner of the universe. Now, this doesn't sound very shocking to us now, of course. Most of us know that we aren't cosmically special. We know that the ground on which we stand is a transient thing, that it will eventually disintegrate and leave nothing behind. But imagine what Copernicus's discovery meant to the medieval world. I mean, for them, Earth and God were near as could be. As um, Carl Jung said, How totally different did the world appear to medieval man? For him, the Earth was eternally fixed and at rest in the center of the universe. Men were all children of God under his loving care who prepared them for eternal blessedness. Okay, well... Copernicus's new astronomy wiped all this away. It was a a ruthless blow to faith, an atheistic blasphemy. Now, it is important to keep in mind that Copernicus didn't intend to demolish. I mean, after all, let's not forget that he was a Catholic and a church cleric. No, he didn't intend to harm anyone. He wasn't thinking about what his discovery would have on the future of belief. He was just searching for knowledge, for truth. In fact, he was searching for for the divine truth. That's to say, he was driven by the divine glory of the cosmos. He honestly believed that his discovery was ultimately a testament to the glory of God, to God's beautiful design. But all that said, The bottom line is that what he did is he transformed a geocentric and an anthropocentric cosmos, that is, a cosmos that revolved entirely around human beings, into a chaotic manifold of planets and suns in which the earth seemed like nothing more than a moment's palpitation of a drifting nebula. And so now God, who was once so so close to people, who seemed to envelop them. Now now he dissipated into the far reaches of space, vanished from creativity. And there we were left, completely unsheltered and vulnerable in the darkness of infinity. Actually, you know, the philosopher, Blaise Pascal, 200 or so years later, gave incredible expression to just this sort of feeling left in the wake of the Copernican Revolution. What he said famously, of course, is this. The eternal silence of these infinite spaces frightens me. In other words, given this collapse of the view that the earth and we human beings occupied central stage in the universal drama, Pascal felt, well, 
He felt forsaken and cast away in the universe, homeless and swallowed up by the infinite. He felt like a, like a stranger in a strange land. This was no longer a kindred cosmos. Now, maybe another way of putting this is that what Pascal felt intensely was the unimportance, the contingency, and the absurdity of existence. As um, he himself said, I'm frightened and shocked at being here rather than there, for there is no reason why here rather than there. Everything, in other words, now appears as a, as a sheer and brute accident. Actually, you, know, you could see in this vision of things a kind of cosmic nihilism out of which some of the characteristic traits of existentialism would later evolve. Now, actually, it turns out that um, Pascal still retained his faith in God. But let's make no mistake about it. This is now an unknown God, a God who's no longer discernible in the pattern of his own creation. Anyway, I guess my point here is that the Copernican Revolution cast an enormous shadow over our psyches. To be displaced from the, from the center of things, to be humbled in self-importance, that's not easy. It's not fun. It has its um, existential implications, to say the least. Actually, this reminds me of what Freud said about Copernicus's influence. He said that humanity has had to endure from the hands of science two great outrages upon its naive self-love. The first was when it realized that our Earth was not the center of the universe. Yeah, that is a little crippling for our self-love, isn't it? And uh, by the way, the second great outrage was, well, yeah, you, you guessed it, Darwin and his theory of evolution. Okay, but as uncomfortable as it was, as much disorientation and estrangement and alienation as it caused us, and still does, Copernicus's discovery, of course, has also had immeasurable constructive influence. With Earth no longer conceived of as the, um, the footstool of God, it's with this that modernity begins. It's with this that secularism gets its start. It's with this that reason takes on the form of revolution against enthroned faiths. Without intending to do so, Copernicus's work and influence not only eventually freed the human mind from the intellectual stranglehold that religion had held over it for, for thousands of years, but it also began an unavoidable process of investigation into the whole structure of society. <laughs>